Welcome to Your Extensive Self Podcast. I'm your host, Tasha Credle. I'm a self-healing and leadership coach, breathwork and meditation teacher, truth finder, activator, and a passionate student of life. I fully believe that everything is interconnected in our world and that it's time that we talk about the deeper truths of it. My goal is to share with you all that I know within the energetics of self-healing, health and wealth, spirituality, sexual energy, conscious business and leadership, basically all the things that I'm obsessed with. I am fully committed to helping you remember that you can lead, embody, create, and live from a place of wholeness, love, empowered sovereignty, and personal freedom. We have conversation with heart leaders, solo episodes, no BS, no filters, sharing from my heart to yours with integrity, love, and wisdom. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I'm so honored and excited to have you here with me, so let's get started. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy I'm in your ears or in your car, or maybe you're making breakfast. I'm always like trying to envision where you guys are listening to me, and I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. Oh, this would be cool. On a walk would be cool. I'm down. So wherever I am with you right now, thank you. Hi. Let's do this. I am, first of all, on a new microphone on a standing desk. I'm really hoping the quality is legit. There's also construction happening outside of my house. And I just hope that you guys don't hear that. And if we do, well, it doesn't matter because we're here. Anyways, correct? Correct. So today's conversation I'm so excited about because Laura came into my life at the most perfect time. It felt like, looking back, it felt like I had moved enough energy that I needed to move for whatever reason in order to finally hear her message and what she had to say. And it's not that her message is just like one specific thing. It's just I landed on one of her videos that was exactly what I needed to hear. And I was longing to hear for about a year, at least a year. And from that, so much came from that one simple video and we connected and we realized how we're very similar and we got along great and now we're like hey we're like we're friends now like what do we do and I was just like she needs to come on the podcast because she's always sharing really beautiful golden nuggets and I wanted to have you guys get a taste of her magic So you are in for a treat because we talk about so many layers of inner safety, inner work, healing, living cyclically, really honoring our seasons, knowing what it looks like to move beyond our little traumas, to show up with our hearts, to be heart-led, to really choose our own paths and to know that where we are right here right now is exactly where we need to be. And so There's so many moments in this podcast that I really believe you will, it will land in your body. And if it does, that moment that you're like, oof, I needed to hear that. I always suggest people to take a really beautiful deep breath in that moment because you're really allowing yourself to anchor in your system and tell your system like, I am receiving this information, I'm allowing this to land, and I want to continue the expansion from here. 
Before we get started, I wanted to mention a few things. So first, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you're enjoying the conversations, the people that I'm bringing on, I would highly, highly appreciate if you could go and leave a five-star review in iTunes or Spotify. iTunes is probably the place to go to right now. And to just tell me what you like, what you enjoy about this podcast, if there's something that you learned that you wanted to share with me and the audience, this is the best way for the podcast to grow. For what it is right here, right now, it is not um, something that I monetize. It's something that I love to do and that I continue to explore as to what else I can bring for you guys. And I want to get this information out as much as possible to other people. And so the more reviews I have that are five stars, that are legit, the more it will get to the hands of the people that will actually receive value from this podcast. So it would really mean the world to me if you could scroll down to the show notes and find the link where you could leave your five-star review and just Tell me what you love about the podcast, what you love about what I share, about the people I bring on, and it would just really deeply support me. And the second piece to this is I wanted to talk a little bit about Feel Free. So the Botanic Tonic Feel Free is a blend mixed with pineapple juice and some mainly some kava. And so this plant tonic tincture or I it's like a little bottle basically that has a blend of stuff in it is really profoundly powerful in the sense that it gives this euphoric sensation that you can use for either workouts or if you want to go out and you don't want to drink we are on the team no drinking here if you drink that's okay I'm not we're not against it, but we all know how much we, how much better we feel when we choose not to drink and to source our energy internally and to have little boosts here and there from things that are clean and come from plants. Like we want that, right? So feel free is definitely quite strong. So I always suggest people to try at least one quarter or one third of a bottle at a time, and you will see how your body reacts to it. Keep in mind if. You're allergic to pineapple juice please don't get it um, i've been hearing that a couple of times if you're numb if your tongue gets numb just know that it's kava and it moves within a couple minutes so you're fine but it's one of my favorite things to take when i want i'm on a creative flow if i want to go out and have energy and not have a crash if you don't like coffee i use it before my workouts like i really really enjoy this and a lot of people on the podcast who listen to the podcast i've gotten it and i've heard so many good things from their experiences so you you can get 40% off your first order with the code TASH40. You can scroll down into the show notes, click the link there, put in the uh, code and you'll receive 40% off. All right, my loves. I'm so excited for you guys to receive this conversation. It is bomb. All right. I will see you after. Enjoy. Share the podcast on your social media the moment something really lands. Follow Laura and I'm just really excited to hear what you guys think of this. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I have an epic, epic human being. I think you guys know by now that I just love to have conversations with amazing humans. And today we have Laura. So welcome, Laura, to the podcast. Thank you, Tasha. Oh my gosh. I've been looking forward to this session for <laughs> the last week. I've been just dying to connect with you in this capacity. So thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me. Of course. I'm so happy to have you on. So a little background. I kind of always tell people like where I meet people Ooh, and like how... That. Yeah, because like 
I think I've been asked a lot, like, how do you find your tribe or how do you connect with so many amazing humans all the time? And I think, excuse me. And I think it's really important to just kind of share like the natural flow of what happens when I connect with other humans really naturally. Like, it's not like I went to go and find you, like it just right. happened. Right? Right, right. So I know she's listening to this right now because she loves you. So my, my friend Jody, who's the mother of my goddaughter and also an ex client of mine, um, she introduced me to your page just in the way that you were holding yourself, the way that you were talking about you know, certain things, the way that you were operating your business, just everything. She's like, Tash, like she reminds me so much of you, like check her out. Look what she's doing. Look how, like, just look, you know, that was it. Um, and I was like, right away, I was like, Oh my God, this chick. And the moment where I think I really like, was like, I need to talk to her was that video where you spoke about coming back to your own inner safety after experiencing a bad investment in someone. Mm-hmm. and yes. that was the video and I whoever listens to my podcast like you know for the last whatever like religiously they know I've been through this so like I have been waiting for someone to be able to understand me hear me give me the proper advice mm-hmm. and guidance around such a sensitive subject And to kind of bring me back into my heart with my work and who I am and why I love this so much. And that was you. That is you. And I just, I could not be more grateful for you and Jody and just the natural evolution of connection and consciousness and how that works. It's just, it's mind blowing. So that's how we met. I just started you know, listening to your podcast and I messaged you and I was like, okay, like I need to talk to you. (laughs) We need to connect. Yes. I remember that. And I remember honestly, Tasha feeling so immediately connected to you. I shared this with you after we had spoken a little bit and you had actually been in one of my rooms at that point. And I, I shared with you how one of my purest gifts that I've only recently started cultivating is just this ability to know within seconds if I'm meant to be like connected to you on a soul level. And just knowing that our paths were meant to be intertwined at that moment was just so life-giving for me to be able to hold you in such a tender moment, knowing that I myself had no one when I went through a very similar experience. And I really had to learn how to hold myself through it. And it took me just so much longer had rather than had I had someone to connect to in that way. So I'm so grateful for your ability to be open and vulnerable about what you had been through wow. because it allowed me to share my heart with you and really mm-hmm. just offer that to you and in turn really heal myself as well. So thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. I have like full body shivers right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So I guess like people don't even know like who you are and like what you do, because I I also think right now from like what we've spoken about a little bit is like, you're also transitioning in your work too, right? Like you're taking up more space. You are shifting who you're serving. So how would you describe yourself for now? You know, it's so funny when you said that you were going to ask me that right before we went live, I was like, oh my God, I have not labeled myself in years. It was years ago that I shed all of my labels and I just began showing up as me. I'm just Laura. Like Mm -hmm. I have what I have to offer you. And however you choose to label that is your experience of me. And it's not up to me to dictate 
what that experience is going to be by placing a label on myself. So really, I guess I call myself a mentor, a guide, a leader, like one of those very generic up to interpretation Mm -hmm. labels. But what I do is I hold coaches through their evolution of really unlearning and deconditioning to the ways in which their industry has shaped them to become something that feels misaligned Mm -hmm. and holding a space for them to venture back towards their truest self and really just moving through the healing that needs to occur along that path so that they can show up and not just lead and coach and, and guide from a very soul heart led place, but allow who they are to guide the way in which they show up instead of trying to shove ourselves into boxes in order to make it to that next milestone or, or receive validation from the world around us. So our space is so beautiful because everyone in inside of my membership is, oh, just so empathic and deeply connected to a purpose so much bigger than what our industry really allows for us in the mm-hmm. traditional sense. So our conversations are always centered around the deeper version of who we're becoming and the friction that we're coming up against along that path. It's just such a safe place to really be in our full experience, whatever that ends up looking like, knowing that you're being held towards something greater, even though we can't necessarily see what that is in that exact moment. So that's my very, my very beautiful space that I've created for myself, but it's been, Mm -hmm. it's been a long journey to really allow myself to fully step into this being my purpose now. And Mm -hmm. like you said, I'm on this evolution. I, I began in the fitness nutrition space. And that has been the space I've occupied for 14 years. And it's just honestly been in the last six months where I've started to receive coaches from other industries into my space, asking me to hold them in a very similar way that I've realized that this work is needed. This work transcends industry. This work transcends niche. This work is at a very human level, allowing people to come back to themselves and create something from that place deep within them. So that's the evolution that you were alluding to at the beginning is I've just now opened my arms to a bigger audience, which is feeling just so life-giving, so life-giving for me. I love it. Yes. 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 Oh my God. I love this so much for you. It's I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, not that I, I feel, I feel like I've known you forever. Right. I so know. like to so me, wild. I'm just like, of course you're here. Like after yeah. all you've been through, <laughs> like, so I know. <laughs> but I really do believe that a few things that you said, like first, I really think our, well, no matter what, like our industry has changed mm-hmm. and whether we choose to change with it or not is up to us. I think those that are very, in tune more than others. Cause no matter what, it's not, it's not in a state of separation. It's just like, there are people that are a lot more in tuned than others. Mm-hmm. And I have witnessed that like many of us in the last specifically, all, like almost a year ago, that's when it started. A lot of people, I, I have a lot of girlfriends who, you know, we're making the numbers, we're doing all the things we're kind of like, you know, living by the thing that we see in the coaching industry, no matter what that is, and just hitting the months and doing the things and the master classes and blah, 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 and all this shit. Yeah. And then there, and then all of a sudden there was, a, there was a switch that happened and they're like, 
I cannot do this anymore because we're realizing, and it's not that they were out of integrity before, because I really don't believe that, but I think because they were just, they were just doing what felt good, but I do, there was something that changed that basically went like the way you're operating is still, even if it's at a micro level, it's still from a self-served place. There's still a lack of really deep human connection And we need more of that right now. We need more vulnerability. We need more connection. We need more community. We need more support. We need more heart. And like, no matter what industry or way of living relationship, whatever that is, like we need more heart. and even like messaging you. And right away, I just told you where I was at. You know, I was like, I just, I can't even pay you right now. Like it's, I'm not in that space. And you didn't even like, there was not even a conversation about it. You know what I mean? But it was so interesting how I'm not going to mention names, but the, the coach that I worked with last year, who really was my, I'm really paying attention to my words here, who was, (laughs) (laughs) who was a beautiful teacher to really show me what I did not want to be ever. Mm. She, you know, there were many times where she was telling us how important boundaries were, but not from a place of love, from a place of fear. And she would have never given me a session for free to support me when I'm in my shit. She would have never given me that. And I needed that the most. And so that in that moment with you, I was like, fuck, there's hope. Like, I don't have to quit my job. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am held, right? I think I love what you're saying and I could not agree more. I also began noticing that shift. Even in myself, I'd say maybe a year and a half ago, I started really feeling this pull to, to shed even still a lot of my performative layers that had been packed on top of me. I felt like I was just carrying with me that were slowing me down from accessing what was really available for me inside of the experiences I could have. And, you know, when it comes to vulnerability, it's such a beautiful conversation because vulnerability, I just had this conversation in my community this morning. So it's so funny. We're talking about it now, of course, (laughs) of course, it's like my intuition was priming me for this, but vulnerability exists in two ways. And I find pre about a year ago, the only way vulnerability really existed in the coaching space was I'm being vulnerable so I can get something. It's almost like, right. It's almost like this masked vulnerability, this vulnerability that was strategic in some capacity. We've seen this, right? Like, let me share something that's really hard for me to share but my expectation attached to this share is that you're going to like it. You're going to resonate with it. And eventually you're going to buy from me because I had the courage to share it versus gross. I know yeah. exactly, but we can like, rem- I can remember doing things like that when yeah. I was first becoming who I am now and like tiptoeing into this space and trying mm-hmm. to figure out what vulnerability really meant for me while still operating with all of these rules around how I had to show up online, it was like this messy middle of trying to blend two worlds together that weren't meant to be blended. And then now we see this version of vulnerability emerging where it's, I'm being vulnerable for the pure gift that it offers me to open this space and be seen in this way. You you see it online. There's people that I follow where it almost feels like 
they're just opening this space and just leaving it. I f- it feels delicate. It feels tender. It feels. Ooh, I have done that so many times. Yes. You know it what that is? Beautiful. I don't. I don't know if you know what that is, but like, I'm assuming you do. For me, it was like, oh, let me just keep giving crumbs so that I can make sure that they'll stay in my field mm-hmm. and they can keep coming back. But that's still manipulation manipulation. It's yeah. manipulation. You're trying to get something from the people engaged in, in what it is that you're putting out there versus this opening that we're seeing now where it's like, this is my experience. This is what I want you to know. This is what I want you to see. I'm inviting you into something bigger and it's your choice when you step in, mm-hmm. right? There's no forced energy there. There's no push pull. It's really just a safety that we kind of feel with these people who have begun to practice that version of vulnerability. And Mm -hmm. so I think that there gets to be this unlearning in the heart led space where we need to really understand and feel into our bodies when we're sharing something that feels sentimental, vulnerable, impactful, potent, something that we really want to share to change someone. Is there still a part of us that requires validation in order for that to be okay? Is there still a part of us that's hoping that someone will see that and ask to work with us? Because if that's still there, then we're still tethered to our conditioning. We're still tethered to a version of ourselves that's rooted in that very get-based mentality. Mm -hmm. And for a heart-led coach, that's insidious. For, For a coach who's deeply empathic, I know for myself, speaking from personal experience, that's where my magic really just got sucked dry by layering on expectations on top of who I innately was Mm -hmm. and trying to manipulate who I was to create some sort of outcome that felt comfortable to the preferences of my mind. Right. Yeah. So wild. So wild. It's, it's, it's a conversation I, we need to be having. Yes. That's what we're doing. Like, this, <laughs> is, doing. <laughs> this is why it's happening. But I like the biggest thing that was coming up for me is that like, do you, have you witnessed, I guess, pointers or little triggers that within yourself or with somebody else where you're able to identify that they're even operating from a performance by wearing a mask? Because I like when we were in that state, we don't realize we're doing that right. Till, till something no longer works. And like the way that you did it no longer works. And now you're stepping into a new version and like that calls forward all your crap. And that's when you really have to look at yourself. And so, yeah, I guess my, my, my question is like, how would you pinpoint what are little things that people can maybe recognize within themselves or, just in general about what that looks like and feels like when we're operating from that performance with the mask on. You know, what's interesting. The the words that you said around when that no longer, when it no longer works is where I want to start, right? Because (laughs) we're so conditioned to creating these ultimatums for ourselves around what is worth our time. And what is worth our energy? And we have these these outcomes that are so naturally attached to the actions that we're taking. We don't even realize it's happening. It it comes from witnessing other people in the space. It comes from mentorships that you're a part of, 
programs that you've joined. And there's all these little micro layers that sort of stack over time and become your rules around what it means for something to work or not work. Hmm. So I think that's where we need to start. That's where everyone needs to start. If something, if the way that you've been showing up is no longer working in your mind, and that's the way that you're labeling it, what, how are you defining working? Does that mean you're getting clients? Does it mean you're getting followers? Does it mean you're making money? And when we can define that, now we can sort of work with that a little bit, because when it comes to this is a conversation really about alignment. When it comes to accessing alignment in the way that we're showing up, it working or not working is an egoic mental construct. Mm -hmm. It's something that was given to you. It's an idea that you have around the results that you're getting. And alignment with yourself, when we're on this journey of coming back to ourselves and realigning with who we are, that comes from the heart. Like feeling aligned is not mentally constructed. It's, it's constructed from how you feel about yourself and really understanding, having an awareness of who you are and, and what it is that you are meant for. Your mental preferences don't play a role in accessing true alignment, mm. right? So I think my tip for people to begin this journey is to start with what are your mental preferences? And recognizing that what you mentally prefer to happen or not happen is only based on the experiences that you've had in this life up until this point. So often when something's not working, it's because it's not giving you the result that's going to allow you to feel secure, or it's not giving you the result that's going to allow you to feel safe or in control based Mm -hmm. on experiences that you've had in the past based on what you've been taught in the past or moments in the past where you failed. So for example, if you spent most of your career really struggling to get clients and then you figured out this way to get clients and then it stops working, we're going to mentally struggle to not just jump into the next thing to try and get back to that place of security because our mind is so afraid of going back to the pain of not having clients. Mm -hmm. It feels like we lost something, right? When really... I think that it's important to begin separating what do I mentally prefer versus what is actually happening for me right now. Mm -hmm. And that's really the starting point of healing. When we make bad investments, when we, when we're, when things aren't going the way that we prefer them to go, Mm -hmm. there's a trauma that occurs in those moments or is recurring in those moments is getting triggered in us or activated in us that we get to work with and soften around and hold compassion around it's not, there is no checklist for this. There is no do this, this, and this, and you'll be healed. It's really a shift in perspective around the opportunity available for you when things aren't going the way you would mentally prefer them to go and Mm -hmm. opening to the idea that perhaps is it possible that the external circumstances you're experiencing right now are actually offering you something beyond the external reward of that thing just working for you? Is it possible that these circumstances are in your life right now to offer you the healing that you need to be able to release that old trauma, to release that old pattern? I find so often the healing that we most need is going to be offered to us in ways that we wouldn't mentally prefer. So 
I know when, when I made that bad investment with my mentor mm-hmm. and spent nearly a hundred grand on him and a year of my life, just losing myself, like dissolving into him basically, and just becoming him that there were so many opportunities for me to heal on the back end of that, that in the moment I was blind to, because I was just in so much pain around it. And I think now looking back, it's easier to see, of course it always is Mm -hmm. the opportunities that were being presented to me to heal around my, my addiction to money and the needing to get more clients in order to be validated. And like, feeling co-dependent on this mentor to tell me that I was safe. And just, there was so much unraveling that needed to happen, but you know, had I known that how to be with myself differently in that moment, when it happened, I think that I would have been able to access these lessons so much earlier and Mm -hmm. grow from them so much earlier. So when we're in pain, there is always an opportunity for healing buried within that pain that has nothing to do with the external circumstances that you're blaming that pain on. Mm -hmm. There's always something deeper that's been activated in you because the external circumstance that you're currently in is happening. And so it's happening for you so that you can heal and really access a new layer of yourself that you had rejected or shamed or hidden away for, Mm -hmm. for years and years, perhaps. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a very intangible answer to your question, but it's my honest one. I think it's, it's not something we can apply a checklist to. It's something that requires deep awareness and what I'd love to offer before I let you talk. I could just talk for hours. I love it. I'm like, but get a girl. I was listening in one of my yoga sessions this week. I think this whole week was just priming me for this conversation, but <laughs> I, 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 I clicked into a new session. I'd never used this instructor before. And he started his session by saying, aware alignment is just awareness and action. Mm. And alignment is intentionally choosing even when you're uncomfortable. And of course he was talking about the body and physically aligning your body, but immediately I grabbed that and translated that over into alignment in business alignment in our life. And, and recognizing that alignment, true alignment comes from an awareness of the wounds that you carry. It comes from awareness of the trauma you've been through. And it comes from an awareness of who you actually are buried with beneath all of that mm-hmm. and an acceptance of that and being able to consciously choose which directions you move in knowing when you're being activated because of a wound that exists within you versus Mm -hmm. choosing to move in a direction that holds compassion for that activation, but doesn't allow it to drive. And I think that's the difference between moving according to mental preferences, where we mentally desire to feel comfortable, safe, secure, in control versus choosing intuitively, choosing consciously which direction we're going to move in because of the capacity that we have to learn something new about ourselves, even if it's painful, mm-hmm. even if it's uncomfortable. So in the moment that you, you presented around things aren't going the way that I want, how do I be with myself in that? Like, okay, well, what do I mentally want? 
And can we see that what I mentally want is so limited because it's just based on what's happened already. And what's aligned for me is yet for me to, to experience and is really rooted in understanding myself better. So how can I use this moment to better understand who I am and trust that through that process, I will emerge on the path that I meant to be on Mm -hmm. despite what my external circumstances tell me I should do. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, you said you said something here that I think is really valuable for a lot of people because I think, especially when it comes to like the spiritual world or whatever you want to call it at this point. Um again, I was just I was just talking about this too. Like one of my clients, I was, you know, she was navigating what it sounds like to be in alignment. And the way that she was describing it was another layer of perfectionism. That's all it was. It was just like, everything's perfect. Like my relationship's perfect. It's aligned. Yeah. Um, my body is perfect. It's aligned. Right. Uh, my, my work, it's a lot. I'm like, no. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Like big no. But I was like, so you think aligned means just to reflect back. We think that aligned means that everything's going, going according to plan. And that like, there's no challenges, there's no life stuff happening. There's no humanness in it. Like you're just good to go. You're good. You're perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of us can fall into that trap of finding the comfort and the safety in our spiritual practices so that there's a, there's like a deeper control to stay in alignment so that we can make sure that things end up being in alignment and like we, but we're still controlling. We don't even notice that we're doing it. Like it is such a, it's another layer of that programming. It's like you got out of the matrix programming air quotes. And then now you're trying to get out of like the spiritual programming where you're like, no alignment means like you are being aware of what is right here, right now. That's true alignment. And even in my group container this week in TCP, we were just, you know, like simple things. I go back to core because I think like so many of us are like affirmations and think positive and like all the things that I'm like, totally. does anyone actually know what the subconscious is? Do you know what the conscious mind is? Do you know what the ego is? Like we were talking like in layers of each and every single one of them. What do they sound like? What's their job? How do they show up? Like depth and love it. Love it. The con- what I was explaining was like the conscious mind is the one who is aware of right here, right now. You can't be air quotes conscious. If you aren't in your own state of awareness of what's happening right here, right now, that's why it's so powerful to be present is like, as you are present, you that's the moment of alignment. So the more conscious, which is just means aware and here now, then you're able to actually make decisions based on your conscious intention now versus like, constantly looking outwards or next, like that's all ego and subconscious, which could be messy if the, if you've never done any work around cleaning that up. But I just find it fascinating how confusing it can be sometimes. And I think that's just the human journey. Like that's what we're here to do. I think we're, yeah, we're not here to get to a place where it makes sense a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And I think 
you know, when we're talking about alignment, that's so interesting with your client. I have very similar conversations, of course, naturally with my students, but can you be with the idea that the aligned choice is also the most painful one, right? Like think about you're in a relationship that is going, isn't going the way that you feel aligned. It should go. You want children, for example, and he doesn't. The aligned choice for you on your life's path may be leaving him or her. That may also be the most painful mentally and emotionally, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that that's not right for you. So I think that there needs to be a broadening of our awareness around what it means to actually be in true alignment with ourselves and recognizing that the emotion that surfaces doesn't determine whether something is aligned or not. There's a deeper source of alignment that we need to access. Mm -hmm. And that takes practice. So many of us, most of us, I would say, are so asleep to our intuition. We are so asleep to our inner knowing. Mm -hmm. You know, we can, it's interesting, like we can go through something and from the other side of an experience go, oh, I knew it. Right. Right. I knew it. I knew that wasn't right for me. I knew that person wasn't right for me and regret it and shame ourselves for it and judge ourselves for it. Or we can use that as an opportunity to deepen our relationship with that part of ourselves. Was that our preferred outcome? Maybe not. Maybe it didn't take us where we had hoped it would have taken us, Mm -hmm. but we did learn something. We did gain insight, but you're squandering it by blaming the external. That's your chance to go inwards and go, okay, how did I know that? At what point did I know that? How -hmm. was that communicated to me? Mm -hmm. What would I have done had I felt that and actually recognized it in the moment? Would I have made the same choice? Would I have had the courage to walk away or make a different choice? I think the dance is playing with that, especially as we're beginning to wake up that inner voice and really learning to trust it collecting those little pockets of evidence that it was present. It has always been present. You just have not been listening to it. You haven't been looking for it. You haven't been allowing it to really speak and lead. You've been defaulting to it as an access point for shame, blame, and judgment on the other side of making the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy because mm-hmm. what is, if it, if you're developing a relationship with someone and the only time that you actually engage with it is when you want to blame it, or shame it or judge it, is it going to speak to you? Is it going to guide you? Is it going to hold you compassionately? I think that we forget that this part of us is something that we need to build a relationship with. And in order for us to trust it, to speak, it also needs to trust us to listen. Mm -hmm. And that gets to be, that gets to be the journey and it's never ending. Never ending, never ending. Yeah. It's exactly what I was telling my girls this week. It's like, you get to restructure your relationship with your ego, which is technically your self-concept and your attachment to your identities, whatever that sounds like you get to restructure that relationship with your ego that helps your conscious mind that then helps your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind then helps your conscious mind that helps your ego. And it just 
that's a dance between it's like I think I even told them I was like if you were to paint a picture of all three right here right now like as though they're little kids little entities what would they look like and they were like oh my god they look really dark and like not happy and I'm like there we go like let's look at that you know um yeah yeah I find it fascinating how especially I think like it can like I get simple question but like even when we experience uh the nudge or the intuition I think some of us can feel I'm like thinking about another conversation coming up right now but like some of us try so hard to make sure that we're listening to our intuition so that we don't make the wrong choice Mm -hmm. but then it doesn't turn out the way that we want it to turn out and then we like you said we blame ourselves or the other and then we're like what the fuck like what like I don't understand Mm. I thought this was the thing and then and then we start judging our own intuition so then we don't trust ourselves and it just becomes this loop and then there can also be a blame towards God or universe or spirit whatever you want to call it and it's like well he doesn't have my back it doesn't have my back like interesting yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Like people who've detached from their practices, their spirituality, their faith, their trust, their intuition, they've just entirely closed off because they weren't getting, and I guess going back full loop to the original point of all of this, they weren't receiving the results they thought they needed from those decisions mentally. And then they they completely just shut down, which again, will just put up that performance again, put up that, that mask again, go back into the mind, keep looking externally. It just keeps going. Yes. yes. It's so, oh, I love this conversation so much. It's so true. And it's the only thing that needs to shift in that process is pausing inside of the outcomes that you received by listening to your intuition and opening yourself up to the opportunities inside of what you received. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, we make, we make listening to our intuition um, contingent upon it being a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. Like we tell ourselves that listening to my intuition is going to lead me to good things. And it, it will, it will lead you down the path you're meant to walk. And I really do believe that everyone is meant to experience love and joy and yeah. light and mm-hmm. peace in their life. So it's, it's leading you that way. Your intuition isn't going to harm you, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to give you the exact experience you need in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, especially in the business world, we think we want all these big things right now. Right. <laughs> right. We think I, if only I was making 30 grand a month, if only I was working with a hundred clients, if only I was getting people coming into my program, left, right, and center, then I would be good. So let me follow my intuition and it's going to take me in this direction, right? But we forget, or we seek out mentors to fast track it. They have the answers. They have the strategy. They have the solution. I'm going to pay them so they can teach me how, Mm -hmm. but we don't realize that we carry with us so many internal battles, so many wounds that need to heal before we actually have the capacity to even hold something like that. Yes. Right. So is it possible that your intuition is actually guiding you down the path of healing so that that can actually become possible for you one day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that it's presenting you with opportunities to really work with the wounds that you're carrying with you from childhood, perhaps, so that you can become a space for that abundance to flow into you? Right. We, We judge those experiences because it's not giving us the big dream that we want now. 
that's right. all mine. Mm-hmm. What if it's coming to you one day, but, but the requirement in order to get there in order to hold it and keep it and really be with it without it fearing it disappearing or squandering it right. is to move through these painful experiences of growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's so interesting when you play with that. Like, I don't believe had I not gone through, I've been through many painful things in my, <laughs> I've been through so much in my journey as a coach, so many failed businesses, so much money spent on mentors that were so misaligned for me. And really every, every single moment that I went through at the time, I felt like I wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is it for me. I'm just, I'm done. I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. But there was always a part of me that, that pulled me back on stage and allowed me to grow through it and heal through it and learn from it. So that now when I'm holding space for my coaches, I've experienced it all, you know, right. like I can hold that space. And when someone is struggling with something, I can relate so deeply to what they're struggling with because I've lived it. And I really, really believe that so many pieces of me needed to heal in order to hold this beautiful, vulnerable, intimate space for my people now to feel safe in because I went through the process of experiencing all of that pain and healing from it so that I could. Mm-hmm. Like 10 years ago, if you had told me that I was going to go through all of this pain, but there was something beautiful waiting for me on the other side, I don't know that I would have. Mm. Feel right. that? I think it was actually on one of your podcasts I was listening to because yes, I totally binged on your podcast. <laughs> and it's funny that it's pretty similar names, right? We were talking about that, the name of your podcast. So it's called Expand. Yeah. 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 So people of your expansive self, go and check out Expand. Um, <laughs> just another so layer wild. of this. So serendipitous. It's so crazy. I love it. But there was one part, I don't even know which one it was, but you were basically, it this blew my mind. You're basically saying something along the lines of, you know, when we keep saying like, okay, I'm open to receive, I'm open to receive, I'm open to receive. And I say that all the time. Right. And I, and I see my girls doing the same, like people just in general, like, of course I'm open to receive. I'm I'm open to receive. And then you come in and you're like, but are you open to receiving the discomfort Mm. and the failures Mm-hmm. And the challenges and the obstacles and the moments of doubt and self and and not trusting. Are you open to receiving those? And I was like, oh shit. Like when we say I'm open to receiving, you're saying yes to all of it, not just one piece of it, expecting it to just be rainbows and butterflies. You're literally opening up your entire system to receiving all of it, which will be the thing that happens for the rest of our lives. So it's really about how do I react? How do I respond? How do I hold myself? How do I come home? Because those things are always going to happen. And I'm not going to fucking close on my receiving. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. And I think this, I'm so glad you brought that up because full circle, that is one of the most vulnerable things that you can do as a creator, as a coach, as a leader, as someone who's trying to change something inside of the world, you know, I, I uh, opening yourself up to receive the pain that comes along with the joy. They're or, both. They're both. 
and equal, like you can't, you can't mentally choose which one you're open for and which one you're closed off to. Mm-hmm. And it's right, but it is really beautiful to be able to hold more pain with compassion. Yes. And I think for me, most recently, a journey that I've been on, and I know we've spoken about this really briefly is I want to be available for just a more potent human experience. However, that wants to come to me and mm-hmm. recognizing like how incredible it is that as human beings, we have the capacity to hold pain and, and survive it. And we have the capacity to hold immense judgment and survive it. You know, I think where, where we become more powerful leaders is when we soften to those experiences and allow ourselves to fully be with what it is that's happening in our body on a nervous system level, on an emotional level, on a spiritual level, on a mental level, even mm-hmm. when we're in those, those situations, those external circumstances, and really just recognizing that you can't control your external circumstances, the way that your mind makes you want to think that you can, all you can right. control is the way that you choose to be with yourself, regardless of what external circumstances you're faced with, be it immense joy or immense pain, Mm -hmm. huge success or huge loss. And recognizing that you can't make a wrong decision. You can't every decision you make is taking you down a path eventually that's going to lead you where you're meant to be. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think this like leads me to that. This is perfect because I think this leads me to kind of what we were talking about before we, we went live on this call. It's the, the aspect of really honing down on our, on our own natural cycle of living kind of like nature. Like what I was telling my client the other day was like, as I was literally walking outside, looking at trees, I'm like, the leaves are falling down. Do you think the tree's going, Oh no, not this leaf, not that leaf, not this leaf. Like, <laughs> no, <it's> just, <laughs> right. Right. Yes. It's I just, love that. It's just being the tree. And it's just like, Oh, well, this is the season. Like, this is what we do. Like, I'm just going to let it happen. But, and then I was picturing humans, like literally trying to cover up their plants to protect them from winter. And I was like, that's not going to work, man. Like the plant's going to die because that's what it needs to do. <laughs> like, but we're so funny with that. So I would love to hear more about what you think, how it has served you personally to live more in that natural cyclical way of living. Yeah. You know, I love this conversation. This is a really new journey for me. So I will, Same. I will preface my answer with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just did a session, like as I do like these seasonal immersions, you were, you were there, um, for my community. And as I was preparing this, as I was sharing with my community, what I wanted to talk to them about, it was this whole idea rooted in autumn. And what I said to them was the trees are about to show us how beautiful it can be to let things go. And I think that every season has something to offer us and it, it matches our innate desires on some level. Like, have you ever noticed when autumn comes around, like you just feel a little bit more cocoony, yeah, a little more closed off. Like you're mm-hmm. not quite as engaged with people. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people are that way, introvert, extrovert alike. It doesn't matter. I think that everyone loves fall. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think as we move through like, okay, summer is electric and vibrant and like playful and joyous. Mm -hmm. And then we move into fall and it's this very beautiful turning inwards and, Mm -hmm. and releasing and, and preparing for winter, which can be almost like this dormant season of, of rejuvenation and, Mm -hmm. and holding ourselves in a, in a more compassionate, softer way. And I, I think it's really beautiful to begin playing with this inside of yes, your personal life. Like, I don't, I don't know what you do to do this personally, but I recently decided to really lean into, okay, fall is about like more like a sensory experience, just Mm -hmm. being so present with what I feel I need internally to feel secure, safe, nourished. So I like bought this Luxie body oil and Mm. rose tea. And I just like opened my calendar for more space and stillness. And it felt so nourishing to really lean into that. And I I'm really committed to exploring what I intuitively physically feel I need as the seasons change. It's just like, there's this mental friction around needing to be consistent Mm -hmm. that stops me and stops so many of us. It's like, we are so afraid of letting up because we think that if we, if we slow down, we're going to lose it all. That was the mentality I operated in for most of my career. If I like working less means making less, making less money, making less impact. And I think that this is just such a beautiful time to begin challenging that and really learning how to hold myself in different seasons, trusting that what I intuitively feel like I need is meant for me and is guiding me. And I am safe and I am supported and I get to trust it. I get to lean in and fully immerse myself, Mm -hmm. but it's a dance. It's not easy still like with yoga, for example, it's really hard for me to choose a yin class over a power flow. Right. Because of my, right. But even though like so many mornings over these last couple of months, I've woken up just exhausted and just craving softness. Mm -hmm. It's been so hard for me to almost force myself to lean into that and just Mm -hmm. like, okay, let me just play with this. Let me just trust that I can just stretch Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think, I think that my practice has really just been rooted in awareness at this point and understanding that, okay, I feel a shift. What is that shift? Where is that rooted in? What am I really being called to explore within myself? What is it that feels freeing for me in this season? What is it that feels exciting for me in this season? What is it that I'm feeling like I would really love to nourish myself with in this season? And can I create a safety within myself to fully trust that and lean into that direction and just explore what happens as a result of that? Something that's really been anchoring me into these choices lately is this thought of, who would I become on the other side of that choice? Right. I wonder who I would become Mm -hmm. if for the next year, I didn't worry about getting a client and I just gave, right. I gave to others and I gave to myself. Mm -hmm. Who would I be? I don't know. It just Mm -hmm. feels really playful to even think about it. It's exciting. It's It's exciting. exciting. Yeah, totally. And I think like when you give yourself the space to just ask, like, and even just be curious of like, what, what could happen 
then who would I, and again, that identity, that, that beingness on the other side of something, it's the way that I say it is like, energy does not know where to go until you command it. Mm. And so when you think about what's ahead or what's not in a way to get anxious, but just like using your imagination to see what, what the potentiality of something else could be like, then you're literally opening up a gateway for that energy to go through. And that will bring you onto your path even closer, right? Especially if it's intentioned with curiosity and playfulness. And um, again, with that client, same thing yesterday, like I was literally, as I was like looking at the trees, talking about the trees, <laughs> you know, she was like, I kept asking her, I'm like, well, who would you be? Same thing. I'm like, who would you be if you weren't so obsessed with looking a certain way or doing a certain thing or whatever? Because there, there is obsession around physical appearance and nothing new here. So I'm, I know I can say this and we also don't know who she is. But anyways, um, and I was telling her like a boat in a port, like when it's just kind of chilling there, like it, it can go out and 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 literally boat around with a ton of water, which is all abundance. But if you don't, if the boat doesn't know where to go, if you don't know where you want to go on that boat, on that water, like it's just going to stay in the port, right? Like it needs a direction. It needs to know where it's going. And so I think some of us can get so stuck in the idea of what was, what is now, and not even think about what could be. And it's keeping us stuck because that's somewhat more comfortable and we don't want to get disappointed or we don't want to try again or and I think like there's a lack of playfulness and, and lightness in the exploration of what could be here for us. And I think it's just scary. Like, it's just scary. Like, I don't know what I want. And that's it. <laughs> Did you ever see the, the gif or the gif? I don't never, I never know how to say it, but like, you know, in the notebook when he's like, what do you want? She's like, <laughs> I don't know. And he's like, what do you want? She's like, it's not that simple. And he's like, <laughs> what do you want? And it's true. It's like, why do we think it's not simple? Like, why do we think it's not simple? And then we can't say, we've never asked ourselves that before. Maybe. Right. That's just it. Yeah. I think that it's so, I love it. This is such a great conversation. (laughs) I could talk for four hours. Um, (laughs) But I think it's, it's interesting because using your boat analogy, what popped up for me is like this giant cruise liner whose purpose who's been told that it has to like sail out into the open seas and it's meant to go from continent to continent or whatever, but Mm -hmm. like, maybe it just wants to go chill in the Bahamas. Maybe it's like wanting to just go Mm -hmm. drop an anchor in a little cove and just chill for a bit. Like as if a a boat had a, this is such a funny analogy as if a (laughs) boat had a personality, but like maybe what it's been told it wants to, it should do it's been built for its purpose is not actually aligned in this season anymore mhm and i think that's really where like trusting the natural rhythms of our internal seasons playing with the external seasons and and just exploring perhaps how we're aligned in that way and then also mm-hmm. understanding that that self awareness is so safe to trust, but recognizing that by trusting it doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard or right. turbulent or mm-hmm. painful. Like, mm-hmm. for example, for me in autumn, turning inwards meant turning away from outwardly, pro- like, pro- what's the word I'm trying to use? <laughs> 
proposing is the word that's coming to mind, but that's not the word that I want to say. Um, Proposals, offerings, opportunities. Maybe. Okay. From outwardly placing the secret garden as an opportunity for people to come into. I haven't been talking about it a lot. I've completely left social media at this point. Mm -hmm. And the outcome of that is less in romance for right now. As I'm finding this new more aligned path where I'm exploring the idea of writing a book and like using this Mm -hmm. space to, I know like there's so many juicy, beautiful things coming to me in this spaciousness Mm -hmm. that never would have been available if I had just kept robotically going down this path that had been presented to me. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that there isn't now old wounds surfacing around money or like you're working so much less, like who are you to be resting so much? You know, there's all of Mm -hmm. these, these things coming up that I now need to be open to exploring instead of just closing off to you because it feels like shit. And let me just go back to what I was doing before because I was mentally comfortable there, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So we have to be ready to receive these beautiful new inspired ideas, but also the turbulence that can come with them Mm -hmm. and recognize that they come together. We can't, we can't meet new pieces of ourselves, new layers of ourselves without also revisiting the old ones that we've shamed Mm-hmm. and, and rejected for many mm-hmm. years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're very conditioned to making things wrong or right. And mm-hmm. I'm just thinking right now, even like my partner, who's like a Bitcoin maximalist, I mean, mm-hmm. it's actually not crypto. Like he's always like, it's not crypto Bitcoin specifically, <laughs> okay. but he talks about, it's actually like the Bitcoin community is actually very interesting because they're very much about changing the way that humans operate with money. The reason they believe that the, the one of the main reasons why we have problems in the world is because money's corrupted and we're not exchanging value to value accordingly. And we're getting fucked in between by banks and government and, and X, Y, Z. So Bitcoin's the answer. Basically, that's what they're saying. And I believe it. But what I find very interesting in the Bitcoin community is that they're always living seasonally cyclically, which is, I was like, yeah, me, I didn't know. I was like, what do you mean? And he was basically telling me how in the moments where Bitcoin is down, which happens every couple of years, there's like not much movement. You don't sell, you don't do anything, but you don't buy as much. You don't, it's not the time to invest. You basically kind of recluse, you, you, you'd stay in, you do your thing. You work on your personal growth. You think of planning. You're just kind of like in your little bubble of beingness. And then when it hits high, That's when you pull out, you invest in a ton of shit that you've been planning and preparing for, for literally months or years. And now you're buying all these things. You're paying things ahead, like literally two years worth of rent so that you're good to go. And then you're, you're planning all your properties, your investments, do that. And then when it crashes again, you're like, okay, well, time to chill now time to just like be in my harvest of what I purchased and what I invested in. And I'm going to wait for the next high. And I was like, wow dude, this is, this makes so much sense. And I really think that when we don't live cyclically in our own seasons, we're nature, our bodies are nature. We are nature. Why is it normal for trees to go through the seasons, but we're not. And I think that when we fight against our own natural instincts of seasons, we limit our growth. Mm, I so agree. I think that 
there's so much illness and burnout that could be healed just by softening to what you, you very instinctively desire. Like you already know, you already know you feel it. Everyone listening to this is like, oh yeah, I definitely feel that around fall or, oh yeah. Winter time. I really just want to like rest and recharge and get ready Mm -hmm. for prepare for plan for this next, this next rebirth in spring. Like who am I going to become? What am I going to feel inspired to create? It would be, Mm -hmm. it would be so interesting to see our industry, the coaching industry in particular, begin to really lean more heavily into this and how beautiful the ripple would be into the lives of the people we serve. If Mm -hmm. we ourselves led from that place. Mm-hmm. Right? It would be so, I would love to see a world where that existed. Yeah. I'm kind of, that's, that's what I was thinking about too, like earlier, not too long ago. Like what, like, I'm, I was always thinking like, okay, do people want to be in a program or in a membership during summer, or do they want to be in it during winter or do they get, think it's work or do they feel like they're receiving support? So it actually feels good. Like what, season doesn't even matter and I was like I don't know like it could it could not I don't I don't know but I think that there is I think it depends what work you do obviously like you know personally I I mean I think it is fun if especially if you're like in somewhere like Canada like or somewhere cold during the winter like you're gonna be inside like you want something to keep you I wouldn't say motivated because I don't even like to use that but just inspired You want to have something to keep you inspired, whether it's your own book or a podcast that you love or a a group container where you know you can come and be held while you're in your depth of being, you know, potato at home doing nothing. Like (laughs) I am a potato. (laughs) It's my term all the time. I'm like, I'm such a potato. (laughs) Well, what's coming up for me as you're talking is like, There's this almost forced element inside of, and I'm sure you didn't mean it this way, but this is like what I felt from it is like, when can I strategically plan my program so that it makes the most sense for other people versus how can I, (laughs) you're right, (laughs) damn it, right? How can I connect into my seasons Mm. and create something that feels inspired for me in the season that I'm experiencing and leaning into and trust that others want to be held in that as well. Mm-hmm. Right. I think always that's come when, back to self, right. Always forever, always. forever always. and ever, but it's, it's cool to play with that. It's like, Oh, watch my mind. Try to figure this out versus my body already knows. Yep. How cute our minds are to think that they <laughs> so have cute. all the answers. So cute. Adorable. That's what I think all the time. I'm like, oh, the thoughts, the thoughts, the thoughts, the thoughts are really funky today. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Not giving in, but even like listening to that, that nudge or that shift, like it, it, the perfect example of what you just said right now is like, okay, instead of trying to strategize for others and how they're going to receive me or it or whatever. Mm. And then I can, or instead of doing that, then let me just go within. I feel like some, like when I'm looking at this, it's like, I still don't know how that works. Like I still, like, I, I want to, li- like, I will always do what feels good. I will never push myself to do things that don't feel good. Cause I just, honestly, I'm a generator. I just can't like, it just right. it won't happen. Yeah. Um, but there's still, 
sometimes a disconnect. Like I'm still trying to figure out because of course I want to make it work for them too. Right. So even like that lot, this last group container, like TCP that just started, it's amazing. Ended up being perfect. But of course, at first I was like trying to figure out like the perfect timing for everyone, you know? And I was like, God damn, this is so exhausting. Like just thinking about the thing that's going to make sure that everyone is in on it and feels good. Like it's that part of me that just wants to make sure that everyone's good, basically. Totally. Totally. And I think that that's such an, an innocent piece of you. And right. I think as givers, as so many coaches are, like, I don't think you get into the coaching space. If you aren't innately a giver yourself, right. there is always though, this conditioning amongst like you're a giver for a reason. So why, how did you become a giver? You didn't, weren't just right. born. I don't believe you're just born a giver. I think that mm-hmm. you're, you were born the way that you were born, but I think your external circumstances, the way that you were raised created so much of that pattern within you, which is such a gift, but also in, in specific examples like that, where we're trying to make it work for everyone and make sure everyone is held and everyone is seen as, and everyone is supported. That's when givers burn out. Or we deny ourselves the ability to access what it is that truly inspires us because we can't see how it's going to work for others. Right. You know, I think where, where I really began to lean more into, let me just trust that what I feel inspired to create is feeling inspirational to me for a reason. Mm -hmm. And let me just see who it is that connects with this. And let me not marry this idea. And I think that was the biggest shift for me Mm. when we create something in whatever season we're in, we can't marry it. You can't grip it. It can't be this, like the last thing that I have the energy to create. I think that there needs to be back to your point, this element of play and fluidity and the ability to pivot that is, has been lost in our industry. I think so often we are so tired that we want to just create something that can just be it. And we can just be done. We can stop creating. We can just finally run our program and it can just be successful. But all Mm -hmm. of that is mind made, Mm -hmm. right? I think where, when we are allow ourselves to drop more into what it is we're feeling called to speak into right now, that's when we get to create in a much more fluid capacity Mm -hmm. where we don't have to be so structured. We don't have to be so planned. We can Mm -hmm. throw a group together last minute because we had this inspired idea and let me just speak into it and see who else is interested. And if, if no one is interested, that doesn't mean your idea was shit or that you're going to fail. It just means that there was something in the way that you were communicating it, or perhaps the way in which you're communicating it was still needing to be processed for you before you could really express it outwardly to others so that they understood, or maybe you were Mm -hmm. presenting it to people who it wasn't meant for. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But when we have ideas, we need to begin trusting them faster and Mm -hmm. moving on them more swiftly so that we have the opportunity to learn from creation Mm -hmm. instead of trying to learn before we create. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we shift from head into heart. Like, let me create what's on my heart, detach from the outcome that my mind wants it to to result in and Mm -hmm. do it for the pure experience of learning more about myself through this creation. Mm-hmm. As I think when we do that, now we can create and create and create and 
not require so much of that external outcome to validate what it is that we're creating or doing or running mm-hmm. or we're serving at any season. Oh, the validation, life. the validation yeah. is so real. And I think like oh, my, my, uh, what were we talking about yesterday? Oh yeah. My partner was starting to listen. Do you ever hear the book? No more Mr. Nice guy. I've heard of it. I have not okay. read it, but I have heard of it. Yeah. So he's starting that book and he's all excited. And, um, there was a piece in it when, Oh my God. I just lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? Wow. I just validation validation. Validation. Yes. So they're saying how a lot of nice guys, good girls too, same thing, right? We're, we're balancing off this idea yesterday of like this good girl syndrome or this nice guy syndrome. Like we're operating from a place of looking for validation. And I could see it on his face of like, fuck. And I was like, yeah, but also like, can we recognize that like looking and needing validation is superhuman? Like what we're just going to like eliminate that. Like, I don't need validation from anyone. I'm like, if you're going to be in that energy too, then you're still looking for validation. And the fact that you're not looking for validation. (laughs) What? That's so true. Yes, exactly. It's almost becomes narcissistic in a way. Yes. Right. Like, And again, going back to like beginning, it's like, can we just realize we're fucking human? Like we're going to need validation. We're going to need some safety. It depends where it comes from. And that's a whole other conversation, but like the safety, the validation, the approval, the control, the, the peace, the connection, the, all those things, like we're going to need that, you know, and why Mm. keep judging the way it's coming forward? Not to say that we can't look at it or grow from it, but I feel like the more that we're like, Oh, why did I just do that? Or like, Oh, I don't like, I did that because I want it. And it just keeps us there instead yes. of like, Oh shit. Of course I wanted validation. Cause it's superhuman. What part mm-hmm. of me wanted to do that? Let me look at this. Okay. Can I let this go? And can I choose something better that feels better for me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. An example just came to mind of something mm-hmm. that I've been practicing over the last six months or so. So pretty recently, but mm-hmm. you know, when I get to a place where I'm really tired, I've been overextending or whatever it it happens to have been. I'm like, my thing is to numb on my phone, right? Like usually Mm, TikTok. Easy. Yeah. Easy. It's so funny. So yeah, (laughs) it's so funny and it's light and it's, yeah, it's easily accessible. But what I've started to do is actually like call out the fact that I'm numbing right now Mm. and allowing that self-awareness to just be in the room with me instead of completely shutting myself off to my emotional experience of it. Like, okay, Laura, like you're just having a hard time today and you're numbing on your phone right now. And that's perfectly okay. But let's not pretend it's something different. Yeah. Like, let's just be in the experience of this because it's kind of painful to admit that out loud. Mm -hmm. But I think that that those little moments, they open our capacity to feel more. Mm-hmm. And if we look for those opportunities outside of business to widen our capacity, to feel, to be more present, to be more in the experience that we're in, even when we're triggered or grieving or experiencing pain in some sort of relationship mm-hmm. that also works in the opposite way where now when something joyous happens, I can really feel that too. Right. Right. I think so. We're so used to just living in this very numb middle space where nothing, we don't want anything to feel too painful. So we avoid, and we, 
and we're not comfortable with too much joy because it could get taken away. And so we just exist in the middle Mm -hmm. versus like, let me open my aperture to experience, to feel more of everything. Mm -hmm. And in doing so just back to what we were talking about receiving previously, when we, when we get more comfortable receiving more of those negative experiences as our mind would like to label them, mm-hmm. we actually also very naturally open up the flow of, of very positive experiences as well, without even trying, oh. without forcing it or seeking it out. Mm-hmm. Right. It, 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 we, we become a safe place for it really yeah. is what's happening. We're a safe place for joy to live. Yep. And I really feel like when that happens, it's like God, universe, whatever you want to call it, whatever you connect to it like sees like, oh, she's, she's able to hold herself. Mm-hmm. She's able to hold it. That means I can send her more. Doesn't necessarily mean good or bad because like energy doesn't have values. It's not going, I'm a good energy and I'm a bad energy. Like it's just <laughs> energy. So it's just, you're just going to receive more energy. So it's just more responsibility. And from that place, it can feel either because it's been a conversation a couple of times in my like rising leader program where like the pressure versus responsibility, like people hear responsibility and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. versus like, wait, like I, my energy is so grand and big and I get to be responsible. Meaning if you break down the word, you're literally your ability to respond gets bigger. That's it. Mm-hmm. Your responsibility, your ability to respond just gets bigger. That's it. I love that beautiful shift. I love right? that. Yes. Instead of like being like, oh no. And like, again, close that receiving off. Like, mm-hmm. and we live in a world of polarity and contrast. Like yeah. everything is light and dark. Everything is good. And like, it's all the things like we're, he- we learn through, we're, we are contrast. And then people are like, no, no, I don't want this. I just want that. Like good vibes only. I'm like, like, you'll never get that because you're still in the middle in the place. And it's not about making things black or white. It's just recognizing that we live in a world of polarity. So you're going to get both. If you want success, you're going to have to endure failure. That's it. Like not complicated, you know, not comfortable, not complicated, uncomfortable, <laughs> Yeah, massively triggering. Yeah. That's okay. That's yep. okay. I think I think that that's just the most beautiful thing about being human is you have the capacity for it and you're here to be fully in your experience. Mm-hmm. You know, when you allow pain to become beautiful and healing and cathartic, mm-hmm. that's when it gets to become that, but it's your yeah. allowance of using that experience in a new way that really allows you to access that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it starts with your own self-awareness. Like what is it that this is offering me that I've been closed off to in the past that I'm choosing to open to in this moment, mm-hmm. stay and open, it, stay open. Or, and there's, there's issues with that too. Mm-hmm. Open when you feel safe to, and conscious of your capacity to open, but let's not shame ourselves when we also close and right. recognizing that there will be those ebbs and flows. And it's not like, okay, I have to stay open. And now that mm-hmm. rule becomes I'm wrong when I close. Right. Right. Yes. Like we have to be so careful with the rules we unconsciously. I create. know yeah. it's actually like, I, I had said it. I don't remember. I don't remember when I said it, but it, it was just one of those moments where I was like, Oh, this makes so much sense. But I was like, what if instead of thinking about 
oh, I'm closed. Oh, I'm open. What would it look like if I just knew for a fact that I'm always open and the only thing that feels like I'm closed is actually my armor that comes up. Mm. So I'm actually open all the time. It's just another layer of protection that my body, my system has been accustomed to according to past experiences, but really I'm, I'm open the whole time. And that felt so much better for me because I'm like, oh, I'm not closed. I'm just, it's my armor that's coming up. That's it. And it's going to show up my body. Right. Mm-hmm. And it already feels so much better. Like, oh my God, we're never closed. It's just like, we have this massive armor or this like unhealed trauma. That's just an added weight, but I'm, I'm, my heart's open. I am open all the time. I love that. That's a, I'm going to borrow that visual with my students. hundred percent gorgeous. Take I think it. too, it allows us to really just feel empowered to remove the armor. Exactly. It's not like we have to like do surgery to like no. open ourselves. It doesn't feel like this, this impossible task. It really makes it feel simple and gentle. Like, yeah. oh, I just need to undo this little bolt on my shoulder pad and I can just like be a bit more open. I can breathe a bit more deeply or yes. right. Whatever you feel available for in that moment, if at all. And it's totally yeah. fine. Also, if you need in that mm-hmm. moment to remain armored up yes. and just recognize but that's the key recognize, right? Mm-hmm. I'm armored up right now. I have my armor on. Why? Mm-hmm. What am I afraid of? What do I feel vulnerable to? What part mm-hmm. of me is feeling exposed that required that armor to come up now mm-hmm. rather than just shutting down? Yep. Mm-hmm. I just had that this week. Like literally that's exactly what happened to me this week. I was in my coaching call, in my container, just flowing. And I was still in work mode and it finished. And I was like, you know, doing all the things and I'm just like in my flow. And then my partner comes and it's just like, Hey, and I was like, like huge armor. And it lasted for like two days. And I was like, what is this arm? Like, I'm like, I'm so closed off. I'm like, what is going on? And it got so much worse because I was judging myself for having that armor. And so the moment I just spoke of it and I was like, okay, my armor's up. I don't know what's going on. I know you feel it just letting you know. And he's like, I know all good. Like, let me know if you want to talk about it, figure it out, go walk journal, whatever you need. I'm here. I'm like, okay. I sat with it and then I tracked back. I'm like, when did it happen? And I was like, oh, I was in my masculine working and I wasn't ready to receive him fully. And so my armor came back up because that was my way to like protect myself. Like, whoa, I'm doing this by myself again, hyper independent. And I was able to recognize that. And I was like, whoa, I got so much worse just because I was judging it. And like, it wasn't okay to have my armor. And ultimately, I think a lot of us are ultra dependent. And from that, we've learned that it's, and it has served us like, look at us. We're amazing. Right. And is that still serving you according to where you want to be and where you want to go and who you want to be? Exactly. Exactly. And that, I mean, that comes back to the conscious versus unconscious that you were exploring earlier. It's just like, okay. This is subconsciously happening all of the time. Can we begin to just bring little pockets of this to our consciousness so that we can ask these questions and Mm -hmm. be with ourselves more in it rather than just allowing it to run the show Yes, and throw us into these emotional turbulence, emotionally turbulent scenarios that we're mentally trying to make sense of, but really 
we can't, it's something that we need to connect to yeah, and just allow, mm-hmm. allow for, right. Mm-hmm. Hold space for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yum. I love this conversation so Yum. much. <laughs> so good. Um, wrapping this up, cause I just want to respect your time also, but wrapping this up a little bit, the, the question that came up in my mind was, what would you tell Laura a year ago or whenever that moment was where she was feeling like, like I get, I need to hold on. I need to hold on for dear life of whatever in her business and her life, whatever that is. And it's clearly crumbling. Like, what would you tell her where, from that place of where you're at now? What would you tell her so that she could maybe let herself ease into that chapter a little bit more gracefully and feel less resistant? Mm, that is such a beautiful question. What immediately came up for me is that like, I'm still going through that and will forever mm-hmm. go through that, that crumbling, I think, and, and a re-surrender into that next version of me. Mm-hmm. And I think that what I would tell her, I think this would have started maybe even about five years ago. Mm-hmm. If I could have started having this conversation with her about five years ago, I would have said, what you think you need, what you think you're gripping onto, what you're so afraid to lose Mm. is leaving you to open up space for something that you have no idea about yet. And that feels scary, but you're meant for so much more than what you can mentally predict based on your pain Mm. and your failures and your lived experiences up until this point. you're safe to let go. And I think that like really just inviting myself to create space where I can feel more of what my emotional experience was during the crumblings, Mm. the many crumblings. I think just in the last year or so, I've really created dedicated time to just be with myself in whatever my experience is on that given day and that given time, but really just allowing allowing my emotions to have space within me rather than using them to dictate the direction that I'm moving in. Mm. And I think that that would have really allowed my healing journey to accelerate Mm -hmm. and, and allowed me to soften inside of it rather than it just being this gritty thing that I just had to like bear down and, and get through Mm -hmm. to be safe on the other side of it again, which did eventually always happen. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's so much, there's so much additional friction that results from trying to grip onto what was Mm -hmm. instead of just, like I said, so many times today, looking for the opportunity inside of what's trying to come through Mm -hmm. by really surrendering into what's happening outside of me and tapping back into the safety that already lives within me. Mm So it would have been like, make space for yourself to really just feel what's happening in you without trying to label it or make sense of it. Yeah. Simple. I love that. Simple. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So where can my people find you? Where are you? Yeah, I'm a lot of places, but I think most recently I am mostly on my podcast expand. Yay. Yay. So come listen to me over there. We can, mm-hmm. can have a great time. Mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple, everywhere, everywhere. Perfect. Amazing. You bet. So you can just scroll down. I'll put it in there. So if someone just wants to click the link, you can, they can access that. Amazing. And you're on Instagram. If ever people want to connect there, you're not really there. You know, I am there. Like I, Mm -hmm. 
I love to have conversations over there. It's beautiful because we can voice note and actually connect yes. in a really human way. So I love mm-hmm. it for that capacity. I've taken a step back from posting new content on there for now. So right. there's still a lot on there that you can go through, but you know, one of my gifts is of course, as you know, at this point, my very long winded nature is just something that I, I love so much about the way I communicate. And so my podcast is really where you'll feel the true essence of me. Whereas Instagram, one of the reasons I don't like it so much is it forces me to chop myself down into these really digestible little snippets that just don't feel like me you know? Right. So they're there. Enjoy. They're quick and, <laughs> and bingeable, but right. yeah. Get but me come on the, on the podcast. podcast. Come on the podcast. I've, I've been binging on your podcast. Like literally I had made oh, a playlist and it's I'm honored. private. So yeah, I had a playlist that's private with like a shit ton of them. And I was just like going on walks for two hours, just like listening to all of them. So there's oh so God. many golden nuggets in there. Laura, mm-hmm. thank you so much for spending your time and your energy with me and all of us mm-hmm. on here and just sharing your wisdom and your vulnerability and your heart with all of us. Like it's obviously felt miles away. You don't even have to do anything clearly. <laughs> Let thank this be you. the confirmation. And yeah, just thanks for being here. I really appreciate you. And I'm excited for more. Thank you, Tasha. You hold such a beautiful space. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Thank my love. Thank you, babe. Oh, this angel. I just love her so much. You guys could obviously tell that we were in such a good flow, her and I, and I'm so excited to just continue connecting with her and see what magic we want to bring into this world. And to you guys, I know her podcast, like we mentioned it a couple times, it's just so yummy. And of course, like there's a lot of conversations around health and nutrition, which is so amazing. And at the same time, like there's just so many things that you can catch your the drift of what she's saying, and it can land in just every single aspect of life. So I highly suggest to go check out her podcast. And I just want to thank you guys for being here, being part of my world, being part of this community. This is always a space that I want you to come home to and to feel safe and to receiving whatever you need to feel good about where you are, where what you have been through, where you're going, and to just continuously learn and grow and to be present here now and also be excited for the future and what there is to come and what is on your path for you. It's again kind Coming back to that sensation and knowing that everything is a season, everything is part of a cycle, everything always finds its way back home. That's just how nature works. That's how you work. There is no missing out on anything. And I just hope that you really realize that right here, right now. So thank you so much. And if you really enjoyed this episode, you can leave a five-star review scrolling down to the show notes. There's a link there for you to do it really simply. It'll take you two seconds and it really supports me immensely to grow their podcast, to reach more people and to get this information and value into the people that actually could use it today. Like that's how simple it is. A review does that. I'm not even joking. So I just want to let you know that that's available to you. And I'm really excited for the next couple of podcasts. I'm definitely getting back into my own flow and there's a lot coming ahead that I'm so excited to share with you guys as usual. Uh, if you don't always also follow me on Instagram, you can find me there at Natasha Kredel, N-A-T-A-S-H-A-K-R-E-D-L. And you can also follow the Yes Haven 
which is the newest project, the membership container that is going to be opening real soon. All the information is on the Instagram page. Again, scroll down to the show notes, find, find the info there. And I'm just excited to connect with you guys more and just cheers to life. Cheers to being here. I love you. I see you. I thank you so much. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye for now.